You ready? Yeah. <laughs> Good evening, everyone, and thank you again for joining me here on the Lampo Show podcast. I am Tina Lampo, your host, digital content creator, and entrepreneur. The Lampo Show podcast is a platform where the good, the bad, and the ugly of long-distance relationships and intercultural marriages between American women and the men from the continent of Africa can openly and truthfully be discussed. Tonight on the show with us, we have Miss Karen Campbell, and she's going to talk to us about um, her inner, the experiences she had while being in an intercultural marriage. Miss Karen says that she ignored some red flags, and that is what caused her marriage to end. So, Miss Karen Campbell, if you can go ahead and introduce yourself to our audience. Hi, y'all. My name is Karen Campbell of Baltimore. <laughs> and I was married to an Ghanaian Muslim man for three years. Okay, thank you that for Miss Karen. Um, so without further ado, we're gonna go ahead and get into this. Um, so Miss Karen, can you tell us how you met your ex-African husband? I met him on Facebook. We were Facebook friends. We were Facebook friends, but we never really communicated. Mm -hmm. that much. But we were Facebook friends. So one day he had posted a picture and I liked the picture. So um, I click like on mm -hmm. the and the conversation kind of started from there. We just started talking and getting familiar with each other. So I met him on Facebook. Okay. So was there an age difference between the two of you? Yes. Yes. Do you mind um, to share? He was, I think, like 34 and I was in, I was like 40 something. <laughs> okay. So why did you choose to be the male? We be with a man from the continent of Africa versus one already here and that's established. Because I had had uh, some relationships over here, so I just wanted to try something different. Okay. Try something different. Okay. So was that your first marriage? Have you been married before? No, that was my first marriage. First marriage. How long did you two communicate back and forth before things got serious between the two of you? Maybe like four or five months. We were calling, video calling and texting and just communicating through uh, Facebook and WhatsApp. Okay. So what was his occupation at the time? He was an administrator of a small hospital at the time. Okay. So were you two of the same faith? Yes. Both Muslim? Yes, we're, we're both Muslim, yes. Okay. So how long after um, things got serious, like with the dating or whatever, um, how long did it take you to travel to Ghana to meet him face-to-face? -face? It took me maybe about six months, maybe about six months to travel because I had to, I wasn't really sure, so I had to plan everything and do everything. So about six months. Okay. So what was it like preparing for that trip? Getting your passport, your visa, your plane ticket. How was that process for you? 
well, the process during that time was pretty much easy. Mm-hmm. Easy for me. So, because I had help from a um a cousin, Tamika. Her name is Tamika, and she also had a husband. She had a husband already over there. Oh, okay. So she was going to visit him. So one day she just asked me to travel with her. Oh, okay. So it was kind of perfect because I was already talking to him and planning to meet him. So when she asked me to go with her, I was like, sure. I got somebody over there that I'm talking to and that we're friends now. She was like, okay, that's good. So that's that that's what happened. We kind of sounded like the situation with me you know I was planning to go over there with this lady I was friends with because she was married to a guy from Ghana and they were going to go to Ghana and celebrate their marriage with his family Um, but things didn't work out but I still had this ticket that I bought to Ghana so during that time I had met my now husband through a friend that's married to his family member and that's oh. how I met my husband. So I just used that ticket and went on over to Ghana and, and went from there. So, yeah, yeah. kind of sounds like mine. Right. So it how was- many times have you traveled to Ghana? Did you travel to Ghana to see him? Twice. 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 Yeah. Okay. So when you was over there, did you stay in um, a hotel, Airbnb? Um, did he have his own place, the village with the family? He's he had his own place we stayed in a big house a real big pretty house the first time um and i the second time i stayed with family members i didn't travel to a village we didn't travel up north but we just i went to kumasi that's the part i went to but i traveled we uh yeah we we stayed in a big house the first time and the second time i stayed with family okay so how did you like staying there with the family? Oh, I loved it. I loved it. They treated me so, oh my goodness, just so good. They were so good to me. They were on both trips, both trips. Yeah. Okay. I loved so do you have children? Not with him, no. Okay, no children with him. Okay, so um, the immigration process that, you guys was going through or did you have did you even start the immigration process for him no what was the reason for that well it was kind of a money issue but you know what he did <clears throat> since the, it was a money issue he applied for the lottery visa i don't know if everybody's familiar with that mm-hmm. but um he applied for that and he ended up winning the v- the lottery visa mm-hmm. so with the lottery visa is a process that where they give him like everything to do the process for free i think i think it's free man i'm not quite sure but i was getting a little bit of information but he would have ended up coming over here even without me doing a process for him mm-hmm so um, he ended up doing applying for a lottery visa, and they approved him for that. They did. So he got approved for the the lottery visa, but he still never came to the states. Well, it well he they they accepted his application. He was going through the process of it because it's still like a step to step process for it. Mm-hmm. But one he had one, 
while we were still married. But he is like I said, it's still like the a, a process. It's like I was to apply for him. He still had to go through the, the same process. So I'm trying to get some clarity here. So he applied for the, the lottery visa. Yeah. And he wanted. Yes. So he was going through the process to finish it to come here. Yes. Or did you still have to apply also because y'all was married for him to come here? Uh no. No, I didn't have to apply. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So what was the reason for him not coming even after he won the, the lottery visa? The reason for him not coming is because of the divorce that I had for. Okay. So he totally changed his mind and didn't want to come. Okay. So after you applied for the divorce, he was just like, he's not coming. Yeah, because during that process of him applying when he when he first applied for the lottery visa everything was okay between us but start when he when the process has started that's when the, the rocky rockiness has started with our marriage okay so a lot of so, things have changed okay so um what was the reason for you to getting divorced if i might may ask lack of communication that was the number one thing with us lack of communication no understanding with us once i came back from off my once i got back here from my second trip because on my first trip i went went in 2017 then i, I went back the next year in 2018 mm -hmm. so when i came back and i stayed for two months over there on my second trip so when i came back off my second trip back home Maybe like six months later, he just started to change with the no communication. We didn't, we couldn't understand each other. We we just, you know, wasn't seeing eye to eye with a lot of things. And the change was with him. Now, I don't know, I can't really explain what happened from the time that when I left to like six months after I got back here, what happened with him? Because he was going through a lot. He was. Now, I have to admit that because he had got fired from his job. The hospital that he was working at had, they had money issues and he couldn't find a good job. And it was just a lot that he was going through. But I still tried to be supportive, even although I was here in the state. Mm -hmm. But it just wasn't no understanding with us, not none or communication. He just didn't want to communicate with me about anything. So. Oh. Okay. I'm tired of dealing with it, trying to reach out to him. So I just asked for a divorce. He didn't like it. He wouldn't give me, he, and see, and when you are Muslim and married, the husband has to announce the divorce. Once the husband announced the divorce, then you're divorced. He wouldn't announce it for like two months. So two months later, yeah, two months later, he announced it. So by us being legally married at the courthouse over there, mm -hmm. go in front of the, the court over there. And that was kind of hard because I wasn't there. So by me not being there, it made it difficult for him, he was telling me, which I believe so, because I wasn't there. 
although he had the marriage certificate and the marriage license, and it was a, a piece of paper that we had signed and put all our information on. But he waited maybe like four months after he announced the divorce. After he waited two months to announce it. After two months, he announced it. Then maybe like four or five months later, he just went here and with the process of, of the divorce. I was going to the courts and explaining things to them and showing them the marriage certificate and the license and telling them that I am a US citizen over and I'm here because they wanted to know, well, but where's your wife? So he was saying that I'm American and I'm here. I can't be there to explain the reason why I wanted the divorce since I was the one to ask for it. So uh it, it was a it was a process and he did everything he did everything now one thing that i did do is that uh i typed up a letter i typed up a letter and i had to email it to him i had to sign it and email it to him so he could take to the courts so the people can see that yes he is really married to an american woman and she's not here mm -hmm. So that, that process I had to do, but everything else, he did it. Okay. So, and he did send me some divorce papers through my email and I printed them off. So oh, okay. as of right now, we are officially divorced. Okay. So let me back up and ask. Um, so when you first went to Ghana to visit him, mm -hmm. um, what were your thoughts when you first arrived in the motherland? Just happiness. I was so happy to be there because it was my first time. First of all, it was my first time traveling on a plane. And the first time traveling on a plane, I get to go to Africa. I was happy. And I get to stay for a whole 30 days and visit. And just I was just happy. It was a happy moment for me. Yes, it was. So what did you think about the culture once you got there? Uh, I love the culture. I love it. I love everything. I just love everything about Africa. I'm serious. A little different, but. Yes, it was different. A lot different. Yeah, a lot different, especially with the food. I couldn't really eat a lot of the African food because, you know, they like spicy food. So I kind of had to adjust to the heat and the food but other than that i loved it i had fun okay so what does your family think about you being in that type of relationship long distance in a cultural marriage uh at the time my mother was living she didn't like it she didn't my kids loved it they did as a fact as a matter of fact he got along with all my children all of them only person mm -hmm. didn't approve was my mother so, but. well you know our moms are protective of us and they don't want to see us hurt and when we say that we're married and someone in a totally different country they think we done flew the coop went crazy so. yes because she had a lot of questions she had a lot of <laughs> so but she didn't like it okay so were there ever a time where he asked you for money well, yes, yes. And 
I, I didn't mind, but because I really felt like he really needed help, although he was working, but the salary that he was they were paying him just wasn't enough. So he wouldn't just come out and ask me all the time. Mm-hmm. I would, whenever he asked me, yes, I would send him some money or give him some money. Yeah. Okay. I mean, at that time, he was your husband. So, I mean, why not right. help him? You know? Exactly. Yes. So, when it comes to American men and African men, being that you've been with American men for the most part of your life, how did the level of intimacy differ? Like the affection, the sexual part of the marriage, how, how did it differ? Now, I could say far as my ex, he was very affectionate. He was. I, I can say that. Compared to American men that I have dealt with, no, they're not. And I really think that, well, for him, that he was, yeah, he was affectionate toward more than American men over here yeah that's interesting you're the first one who's come on here and said that um your well your now ex-husband you know he was more affectionate than the American men towards you okay so what would you say was the biggest cultural difference between the two of you uh, let me think about that. But the cultural difference is how they treat the women. They it's like uh, especially with Muslim men, because it's kind of a difference with the with the Muslim men, the Muslim African men, mm-hmm. because they want women to be more submissive. Paul is like, right, Paul is like, listen to them and, you know, ask them, can they do this or questions? And, right, and, and you know what? I, I'm not that type. I'm not. But you know what? I can say with him, he never tried to force that on me because he already knew the type of woman that I am. So that wasn't really a problem with us. The being submissive and okay, you do this or do that, especially with, with being a Muslim woman. Now, I know that regular African men want you to do it, but the Muslim men, African men, really want the woman to be submissive to them. But he, no, he didn't. Well, here's the thing I understand that's in their culture, but they need to understand that submission goes both ways. It's not right. just the wife submits to her husband. Exactly. And it goes both ways. And we discussed that. We we had a discussion about that. And we had me and him had an understanding about that too. So that part wasn't a problem with us. We already knew how it was. And I want yeah. thing. Yeah. And yeah, that's something they need to always keep in mind that they're not marrying an African woman. So they can't expect us to do things the way that an African woman would do it. Right. And they that was can't. That was in our discussion. I'm an American woman, although I'm a Muslim American woman, and being submissive, we we gonna we gonna talk about some some things. Yes, it goes both ways. 
Yes, and it goes. It does. And he he understood that. He 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 really did. He understood it. So that wasn't a problem with us. So were there ever a time that you saw red flags and you ignored them? Yes. You even, care to elaborate on that? Yeah, even before we were married. Even before we were married, we were just talking and getting to know each other. And, you know, I'm not saying I don't. And you know what? To this day, I don't know if he was really already married, but I would have women text me on Facebook saying that I'm going to be a second wife. Yes, he all he's already married. He's got children. Uh, a co-worker from his job did that to me, text me with an unknown page on Facebook. And yeah, them the kind of games people play. Yeah, text me. Mm -hmm. and well, who was this? So when that happened, I would instantly let him know. Like people texting me, women texting me and or unknown people texting me saying that you're already married, which I'm not, which I don't, I really, I don't really think, but sometimes in the back of my mind, because he was married before, but he said it was a traditional marriage and he had four children, but he was, you know, so yeah, there was red flags. There was red flags with that. And there were also red flags with sometimes our communication and understanding of each other mm -hmm. with certain situations or certain conversations that we would have. Because a lot of times we just would, would not get along. And I'm talking about for like two or three weeks, we wouldn't go, we would go without talking to each other. So How they long? would, yeah, about two or three weeks. I would block wow. him. Right. I would block him about two weeks and then unblock him and we would talk. And then we would disagree on something and then I would do it again. So I feel like they would have red flags for me not to marry him. But I, like I said, I ignored him and I did it anyway. So it was a lesson for me to learn. It was a lesson. Because look, I'm sitting here now divorced after just three years. So yeah, red flags for the new for the new ladies that's in these relationships with these African men. I'm telling you, just be aware and take the red flags serious. Because I didn't, and I wish I had them. Because I feel like it was it was. Although it was only three years, it was a lot of time wasted to me. That's what I, I feel like. So the red flags are serious. Yeah. Yeah, those are three years that you can't get back. Right. Three so years. you mentioned that um, he has four children. Mm -hmm. Did you get to meet the children while you were there? I got to meet two children. He had two with him, and he said two was with the mother. Right. That, that's a <laughs> that's another story. That's a, that's a, that's another story. You care to share it? He was he said he was married for 10 years to this woman and said that the woman had cheated on him for the whole 10 years. So quote unquote, he didn't know if the other two children were his. So hmm. he just, right. So he, he was unsure about the other two. 
Now the two that he took with him, he said, yeah, he know that they are his. So that's what he told me, the reason why. I said, if you got four children, why you don't have all four of them? Because she cheated on me. He, he actually caught her. And whoever the man was, cheated. So he said he don't know if the first two is his or not. I was like, okay. So the two that he, he was taking care of, um, I met them. Let me stop right here for a second. To the audience, to those of you who may have questions for Miss Karen, can you go ahead and drop those questions in the comment for me now, please? Okay, so now we're going to talk about the new boo. <laughs> so, Miss Karen, how did you meet your now fiance? Okay, so I was just scrolling down Facebook and I'm friends with a lot of other Muslim women. Mm -hmm. So I saw his picture on one of my friends, one of my Muslim friends, women, and I was like, he looks like he's from America. So it mm -hmm. was puzzling me like, oh my God, I just have to ask him. So I messenger him and I said, I greeted him and I said, I have a question to ask you. I just got to ask you this question. Are you from America or are you from Africa? He was like, I'm from Ghana. I was like, what? You look, you look like you're from America. He was like, no. And the conversation started from there. <laughs> right. That's how the conversation started. I'm serious. I was just so curious because he looks American, but he's, he's from Ghana. So, so he's he's in Ghana, right? Yes, he's there. Okay. So is there an age difference between the two of you? Maybe like two years. I think okay. I'm two Okay. So when are you planning to travel to meet him? I'm traveling on May the 1st. I suppose to leave Baltimore on May the 1st to go meet him. Okay. So have you had the talks with him, like the financial situations, the things you expect, you know, in this marriage versus what happened in the last marriage? Have you had these talks with him before you even travel over there to try to yes. get a feel of who and what he's like? Yes. He knows everything. He knows everything about my previous marriage. And I can say he's wonderful. And I'm serious. He is wonderful. It's just a different feeling with, with this one. It's, it's mm -hmm. a totally different feeling with him. That he don't ask me for no money. He has a good job over there. He has two kids, though. He has two daughters. But he's, he's you know, he's totally different. And we talk all the time. I had to get off the phone before, get him off the phone some, <laughs> some minutes before I got on here. We talk all the time. And there's so much understanding and communication with him, with us. So this, this, this is, I know people probably saying, well, didn't you just get out of this or that or that, that, that. But it's, I'm ready. I, I'm, I'm ready. And it's not a rush thing because if I get married again, it's only going to be traditional. 
uh, right now. I'm not going to do the legal marriage right now. I'm holding off on it. But is that an option later on for you to do to do a legal marriage with him? Because he's not going to be able to come here unless you legally marry him. So is that an option later on down the line? You just want to see how things going to go between the two of you? Yes. I, I just want to see how things go between us when I get there. And it is because if I do the traditional marriage now, only thing I'll have to go back and do for the legal marriage is like sign the papers and get the marriage certificate and the license. And I don't really think he wants to come here. We really haven't discussed that yet. My so, honest opinion on that is I believe they all want to come here. Because if you okay. think about the living situation over there and the living situation here where they actually have a chance to better their lives and the family's life back home, I honestly believe that 90 to 95% of them do want to come here. Even if yeah. it's not to stay here permanently, but right. to come here, make money, and to mm -hmm. be able to support themselves and their family. Yeah, that's, that's that was my opinion. Because he he we we really haven't gotten to that point yet on you know if you want to come here. I was just that was just my opinion. Okay. So has he proposed to you, asked you to marry him? Yes, he has. Oh. Okay, Miss Karen. <laughs> Miss Karen, you just but you just got it on hold for right now. Yeah, I said we gotta talk about that. Maybe we could talk about that when I get there. So he he has agreed to, you know, we we're we gonna talk about it. So in the event that he does not want to come here, is moving to Ghana an option for you to be with this man? Um I don't think I'm a, I can actually move there, live there mm -hmm. for a lot of reasons. Um, and I can tell you the number one, because we spoiled. Right. <laughs> We're and spoiled. Yes, we are. Yes. So, <laughs> you know, what my future plan is to maybe travel maybe twice a year to see him. And I mean, that's that's my only option. If you really don't want to come here, just, you know, travel or try to get him to travel here. We can just do it, you know. But my plan is to travel over there because I I'm always want to go to Africa. It may be an option for him, um, a visitor's visa, um, because yeah. you're saying that he pretty much has strong ties to his country because, you know, he got to have some strong ties over there. Um, yes. in order for him to come here and visit. Mm -hmm. You got to know that he's coming back. Right. But so many yeah. people come over here and don't go back home. So that's why it makes it hard for everybody else to get yeah. over here. Yeah. Yes, it does. So we, I think when I, when I go there, we're going to, two things we're mainly going to discuss is about marriage, which if so, it'll be traditional. And, um, him coming here like what options do he have in his head if we do get married and how we're going to spend the time together as husband and wife because my plan is like I said I can travel at least twice a year because I mm -hmm. work 
So that that limits me from just, you know. So we, we're going to discuss that when I get there. So how long are you intending to stay when you go over in May to see him? I'll stay from May the, May the 2nd to June the 4th. Okay, so you'll be over there a month. Okay. So Ms. Karen, we're going to take some questions from the audience. Okay. Okay. Admin. I'm here. Okay. okay so Ms. Sharonda wants to know um, what is the age difference between you two? Is this for her and the ex-husband or her and the now fiance? The ex-husband. Um, right now he's 30, I think he's 38, he's 38 and I'll be, and I'm 47. Okay, so about 10 years. Um, she also wants to know, do you get, did you get the divorce paperwork to make sure that you're divorced? Yes. Yes, I did. Okay. And Ms. Sharonda also wants to know, were you already Muslim or did you convert to be with him? I converted to be with him. Okay. Ms. LaShawn wants to know, what does it mean to announce the divorce? You mentioned that your ex-husband had to announce the divorce. Well, he just, it's like just making it official. Just saying it. It's word of mouth. Just saying it. I got a question. So I um, right there, um, when you said that in the Islam culture that um, they had the husband has to announce the divorce. Yeah, isn't there also a waiting period to make sure that the wife isn't present, uh, pregnant? Yes, it, when when the husband announced the divorce, they usually stay around each other for a period of three months mm -hmm. to see if they can work things out. So when they announce it, the wife can't leave or the husband can't leave. They can stay in that same house. They might be in a one bedroom or one part of the house, just away from each other for a period of three months. And if they can't work things out, then either the wife can leave or the husband can leave. Okay. Okay. Sorry, admin. It's Go fine. Ahead. You're, you're fine. Um, okay. And Ms. LaShawn also wants to know, did he divorce his traditional wife yes yes he did okay. it's, it's two ways it's two ways you can do that with traditional you can go back in front of the imam and let the imam announce it or when he announced it if y'all don't want to stay in the house together you she can just that you can just go your separate ways but if you go in front of the imam, then and now he announced it, then you can just go. Okay. Um, Miss Jahida wants to know how do African Muslim men differ from American Muslim men? It it really shouldn't be any difference. <laughs> it, shouldn't. it shouldn't be, but is there? Well, we all practice in Islam, so it shouldn't. Okay. Um, oh, it's not a difference. No. Okay. Miss LaShawn wants to know did your ex husband have a traditional marriage certificate when he said he was married traditionally? Well, he told me no. 
he told me there was no paperwork with the first traditional marriage. Okay. Um, she also wants to know, is your new boo Muslim? Yes, he is. And do you believe in having a sister wife? A who? A sister wife? Like polygamy? No, I'm not practicing no polygamy. <laughs> <laughs> no. I, knew there was, I knew that was a no when she said a who? <laughs> no, I'm not doing that. <laughs> Miss Christine wants to know, were you only looking to date an indigenous African man? No, because when, when I, in, in Islam, you can't, you're not really supposed to date. You, you really supposed to get married and then you get to know each other. That's how it's supposed to be in, in Islam. Okay. Yeah, you're not supposed to have the intimate or nothing until you're married. Okay. Um, if I miss your name up, I'm sorry. Akamani wants to know how long have you been in this new relationship? Since November. Okay. And um, I think that's it. I love these questions. <laughs> People want to know. Yes. I'm telling you, you know, it's so many of us that's in these intercultural marriages and the people that are just getting in, in these type of relationships, they got mm -hmm. questions. They want to know. So do y'all so have any more questions? I, I, right. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Miss Karen. I'm sorry. Is any other ladies that's asking me these questions, are they Muslim? I'm not sure. Okay, if they don't mind me asking. <laughs> Somebody said anybody Muslim? Somebody said that's what I'm talking about. One monkey don't stop, no show. You better go, Carrie. <laughs> Carrie got her a new boo. <laughs> Miss Christine wants to know if you want more children. Oh no. And I, you know, I'm I'm I'll be 48 in September. I can't give birth anymore anyway. No. Miss Christine said, I would have never had the courage to approach a guy first. We're living in a new time and a new age. I um pursued my husband because how else he would have known I existed if I didn't. I saw him, I wanted him, I went yeah. after him, I got him, he's here. Yeah. It's just how it go. And then, and with my story, I approached both of them, my ex-husband and the one I'm talking to now. So, but with the one I'm talking to now, I was just asking him a question. I didn't know that it was going to lead to me wanting him, he, him wanting me to visit him or even be in a relationship with me. Because like I said, he looked like he was so much American. Mm -hmm. He said to ask the question. And we just start talking, getting to know each other. Okay. Miss LaShawn says, I know a lot of Muslim men practice polygamy and in the Muslim faith, it is okay as long as he can provide for all equally. So does yeah. he believe in polygamy? No, he don't. Miss okay. um, Shalina says, do you feel that was a reason to divorce communication and silent treatment? Yes, because it was ongoing. 
It was ongoing with my ex. I, it was like I just couldn't get through to him. You know, it was okay. it was really bad with him. Akamani says that I love your smile when you talk about your fiance. Yes, because he's wonderful. I, I mean, and I, I know it might seem like it's fast that I've moved on this quickly, but with my ex, it was it was a lot with him besides the time that I spent over there. The time that I spent over there seemed like that was just the happiest time with him. The only happy time I had with him was when I was there. Miss mm. Latria asks, what are you going to do different in this new relationship? First, I'm taking my time. I'm not rushing with anything. And any red flags, no, I'm not, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, first of all, I'm, I'm taking my time and I'm doing things, everything different, everything. And with this new fiance, he has told me everything about him. We talk all the time. Like I said, I had to get him off the phone so I can get on here. <laughs> right. He's, <laughs> he is so wonderful. I'm serious, y'all. He's wonderful. And our communication and understanding is at such a high level. It really is. And okay. thank you for saying she liked my smile. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, because you do. You light up when you talk about him. <laughs> yes. And that's how it's supposed to be. Yes. Miss Shalina says she likes pursuing first because you know they are not plotting or trolling. Yes, and, and you know, with, with the new fiance, it's like, okay, we, when we talk about something and or if it's something that I don't agree with him, he'll say, okay, we can talk about it. We, we'll talk about it. Everything is gonna be all right between us. He, he's just so wonderful, y'all, I'm telling you. That's nice, okay. Um, do you think that maybe it was just the distance and if he had, if he had made it here, it would have made a difference in your marriage? Yes, I think it was the distance. And maybe, maybe if he had got here, but I really don't think he would have changed because he was, he was kind of stubborn also. He was a little stubborn and the stubbornness, the lack of communication, all of that. And it was, we did we just didn't know what was going to happen. But I just got, just got fed up with it. I was just tired. It was too emotional. It was draining me emotionally. Just for them six months. Miss mm -hmm. Karima says, assalamu alaikum, and she's Muslim. Walaikum salam, Karima. So does anyone have any more questions for Ms. Karen? Mr. Hyder wants to know, are any of your children adults? Yes, they all are. My youngest is 18. I have an 18-year-old, uh, a son that's getting ready to be 25, a daughter that's 28, and a daughter that's 29. Anyone else have any questions? 
Any more questions? If not, we are going to get ready to close this out. Maybe they can just a minute. I'm available. Okay. There's a question. Oh, wait, we got one last minute question. When is the last time you spoke to your ex-husband? Um maybe maybe two weeks ago. About two weeks ago. And Miss LaShawn says if you marry the new boo, do you think the distance is still gonna be an issue? No, because you know why? I'm a plan different. We're gonna we're gonna plan different this time. Miss Elena wants to know: Does your ex reach out to you? He he has, but I don't want. He he actually really wanted to be friends. He he said he wanted to be friends, but I don't. I don't. I don't want it. I don't want it. Ms. Zandra said, hello, just came on. Hi, Zandra. Welcome to the Lampa Show podcast. Anyone else have any questions? Okay, if there are no more questions, we are going to close this interview out. Thank you so much, Ms. Karen, for allowing me to interview you and you share your intercultural marriage journey and fiance journey with us. We thank you to all the viewers for tuning in. The viewers for tuning in with us tonight. If you can go over and like our um, YouTube page, the Lampo Show Podcast. You can su subscribe there. And until next time, we will see you guys soon. Like tomorrow soon, we have a show tomorrow night also. So again, thank you guys for tuning in and have a good night. Thank you, Miss Karen. Thank you, Tina. Bye bye. <laughs> bye.